Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv forward slash roll together forward slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Adventure! <laughs> Welcome, nemeses, bewildered bystanders, whoever has turned up on this ill-fated evening, to Talking is a Free Action. I hope you're listening closely, as you should know by now. My name is the Fae, and I represent the Question Masters. We are always on a hunt for knowledge, and today, to further that quest for knowledge, I hope you'll join me in welcoming a new guest to my villa of veracity, freshly kidnapped from, well, not the same material plane that I'm used to seeing friends from, but somewhere slightly different. This is the tiefling known as Ustlam Din. Now, dear Ustlam, I just want to chat and maybe put you through a few teeny tiny little death-defying challenges. Um, and Uslam dear, I also have suspicion to believe that you and several other beings throughout the material plane are connected to a higher being known as Tom. Um, so at some point I'm going to hopefully break through this little Uslam shell and talk to Tom as well. Does that sound all right? Do I have a choice? No. No, I never do. Well, in the handbook it said the illusion of choice can be comforting to lesser beings, so I thought I'd give it a try. Is it working? No. Oh. Um, you can fill that in on the feedback sheet at the end. What okay. would put you more at ease? I, uh... I, uh... I wasn't expecting you to look like this. Because the, the voice, it doesn't quite... I was expecting you to look more demonic, but, um... I'm sorry, the voice? The... The, the, the voice and the sword in my head, I was... I assume you've caught up with me. And this oh, is... sweetheart, no. I know that'd be reassuring if all the voices in your head that could just whisk you away at the snap of fingers would be the same person, but no, that's someone entirely different. While you have a gentle... I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a knee, just... You carry on. You have a little breakdown, and while Uslam wrestles with the fact that the universe really is out to get him, I have some important people to thank. It turns out we have been generously sponsored by the entities known as Hero Forge, Ultra Pro, Alchemy RPG, Phoenix Dice, and supported by Idol Champions, Neverwinter, and Elderwood Academy. Also, we have a particular place in our ice-cold ice hearts for our audience members known as the D20 Club. They 
have perpetually earned a place on our good side and I would recommend joining them on our Patreon. Now, if you can't join us in the Villa of Veracity live, you can always listen on your favourite podcasting app by searching for Roll Together RPG. And if you wanted to engage with us for some reason further in a sort of digital, social fashion, then you can find us on various social media, including the TikTok, under the same tag, Roll Together RPG. Now, Uslam, how's that breakdown going? Um, I've regulated my breathing, so I think uh, I'm improving. Okay, I'll stand back up again. Okay. Yes. Well done. So uh, you're only here with me for the next, ooh, 55 and a half minutes or so. And then I'll send you back to be at the mercy of the actual voice in your head. Um, But with me, you are safe from them, at least. Behind each door is a little challenge to overcome. And if for some reason you can't quite manage talking as a free action, you can always introduce me to Tom... And we can have a little chat instead. And don't worry, at the end of an hour, I'll send you straight back to that grubby little floating island you came from. And you won't remember any of this. Does that sound good? I mean, if I'm not going to remember, that's that's something I can I can work with that. I mean, would you like to remember? I could sort of put a few slivers in your nightmares. I mean, I have terrible nightmares as is, so what's what's more? You do. What's your terrible nightmares about? I could, you know, always get more inspiration. <sighs> to be honest, possibility, you know, the, the voice shows me what I, if I wasn't tiefling, you know, back in my village, it sort of flashes through. I have family, I have kids, and then all, then one of them, I, I come into the room and my child has a sword sticking through them, and then I wake up again. It's horrible. So God. please don't give, don't give me... Give, don't, I don't know what this is going to be like, but don't give me stuff like that if that's okay. Oh, God. I sort of kneels down again. It's like... Ugh. Come on, darling, on your feet. The okay. faster... Well, no, not the faster you start. The faster will be over with. You could just sit here rocking for 60 minutes, but I'll get bored. And, you don't and then you'll me. make it worse. And then you're... Mm. Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay. You're catching on quickly, I'm pleased. I'm not, not just a hat stand. <laughs> All right. No. It's, a, it's, a, it's a colloquial thing. Um, anyway, yeah, no, let's, let's do this. Let's, I could uh, turn you into a hat stand when you please, die, if you'd like. Please don't. No? Oh, actually, if I'm dead, I don't really get much of a choice of what you do with my say, body. It's better than what the voice in your head has planned for you when you die. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I don't want to... <laughs> let it be a surprise, I suppose. But, um... Okay, yeah, no, okay, um... The Fae, can I call you? Can I call you that? You may. Thank you, The Fae. Let's, let's... Let's get this show on the road, I suppose. Brilliant. Now, Uslam, do you have such a thing as a D100 about your person, or would you like me to decide? <laughs> Uslam's sort of like, well, I... And then just looks down and is like, oh, um... Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, um... Roll the, the dice, or...? Please, please do roll. Decide your own fate. Oh, Off on that way. Uh, 73. 73? Goodness. Oh, dear. <laughs> Attempts to kneel again and keeps going. Nope. Nope. I'm taking this. I'm brave. I'm, well, I'm not strong, but I can do this. 
I can do this. Oslam, you look up from yet again taking the knee and having a minor breakdown, and the Fae has left you. You are alone in this foyer. It was you were sure when the Fae was greeting you, airy, beautiful, filled with vaulted arches leading out onto palatial gardens. Now, strangely, you haven't moved, but it is a very definitely locked room with no windows and just one door. Um, the walls were, you were sure, made of sort of honey-coloured sandstone. Now they seem a lot more grey, forbidding and solid. And rather than these open archways, this door is heavy metal and very definitely locked. Wow. Okay. Um, I shall look around to see... I should go look at the door. I should go and look at this big metal door in front of me. Do you look at it? Do you touch it? What do you do? I I, I look at it. <laughs> Not too close. It's a door. It's it sure is sure is a door. Um <laughs> oh, slim. Sweet Oslim. Um okay, so is there a handle? Uh, there is one of those sort of metal circles that you can put your hand in and turn. I touch the handle. It's locked. <laughs> you have come against the worst nemesis of any adventuring party. A locked door. <laughs> yeah. I just some lights down on the floor. Um, oh, okay. Um, right. Okay. Locked, locked door. Locked door. Um... And knock on the door. It sounds like it's made of metal. <laughs> How do you make this sudden, like a point-and-click adventure? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> you have found a door. It is a door. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> Great skill. <laughs> um, is, is there anything else in this room? Um, what are you looking for? Um, I am looking for uh, perhaps a, a jar that someone might put a key in, or a mat, or maybe some form of bedside table that someone might... I'm just looking for anything that might store a key. Ooh, how perceptive are you, Islam? Um, I mean, I've got a passive of 11. Okay, so you have a plus. Um, yep. I rolled myself in that one, so you turn around and you were sure it was a bare room, but you, you clearly didn't check right behind you, because when you do a full 180, there is in fact a tall fluted column and standing, resting on top of it, about eight feet in the air, is a brass container. Oh, um, okay, um... Too easy. Um, I reach down by my side. Sword comes out of the flames, and I'm like, "Okay, um, flame off!" <laughs> just <tons. laughs> just sort of reach up and sort of push the push the brass thing slightly off. When you say you reach up, the column is eight feet tall. The oh. jar is on top of it, and you are canonically. Very short. I also canonically 
can fly. Good. I just wanted us to make sure we didn't miss that out. Excellent. <laughs> let's let's say we have a moment of just like the image of like a five foot tiefling trying to poke and then starts flapping up and then. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Um, um, you have the jar balanced on the end of your sword as you flap mm. four feet up in the air. Uh, I, I, I calm down. Um, I, put, I try and tip the jar out to see if anything comes out of it. Um, when you turn the jar upside down, nothing comes out. Oh. I, I flap up again to look to see if the key perhaps was underneath the jar. <laughs> you look and no. No, and the jar feels like there is heft to it, but just nothing, nothing tips out. Oh, um... The Fae, I just want to check, um, am I allowed to break things, or is this one of those things that you're going to come and yell at me if I start breaking the props? No? <laughs> I throw, I yeet the jar at the door. <laughs> <laughs> That should not work, but given what I have rolled, you yeet this brass jar, and strangely, the base of it fits exactly into that round handle, pulled together as if magnetically, and the jar suddenly sinks into the door, and an entirely new handle appears. (laughs) It's very slowly just raises. What? Oh, um, go over, put my hand on, try and try and on. It's still, no, the door beautifully glides open. Surprisingly, is a sliding one rather than a push or pulling. Oh, that's, that's sneaky. Um, that's, that's good. I, oh, glad I didn't break anything. Um, yeah. yay, puzzles. <laughs> would you like to roll another D100? I sure would. <laughs> Uh, that is a 20. A 20? Oh dear. Oh, Uslam. Oh, sweet boy. Oh, sweet boy. As this door slides open, given you expect it to lead into another room, but no, it leads outside into a dust-covered courtyard. Um, a large one. You are put in mind of a farmyard. Um, You can see some cows off in the middle distance looking like they're grazing very happily. Um, But at your feet is one chicken. Just a chicken. Oh. um, Hello. Uh. Well, indeed. Um, I'm gonna... (laughs) Can I... I don't know why I'm talking to you, but you might be sentient, so that's only polite. Um, I'm just going to come past, so I try and walk around the chicken. The chicken manoeuvres to be in your way and looks up at you with adoration. This is the sweetest, fluffiest, cutest chicken you've ever seen. Oh, you're very very sweet. Um, Well, I mean, Astor's got a a friend, a a familiar. Uh, do Do you want to be my friend, little chicken? Bop, bop. Um, <laughs> I reach down to try and <laughs> pick the chicken up. 
um, you reached beneath this beautiful white feathered mm. fat happy chicken and lift her up to your face mm. at which point she goes <laughs> and um, the feathers fly yeah. off and you realise this was a cunningly disguised, disguised abyssal chicken that um, is currently launching herself at your nose <laughs> rude um, you would nothing would distract you from abyssal chicken an inch from your face going for your nose except for the sudden realization that around you swarming towards you are 99 other abyssal chickens well we always knew this was how this was gonna end <laughs> I've attempted to like throw the first cute chicken away and I'm just like okay you eat the first chicken <laughs> There are 99 other chickens coming towards you and you watch the first chicken. Uh, yep, the first chicken sails away, <clears throat> lands, and then <laughs> is fronting back towards you from a distance, but you can see the rage in her eyes. Um, bye! I just jump and take off and I'm like, okay, okay, about, maybe about 20 feet up. I'm like, okay, okay, too many chickens, too many chickens. Um... Just flapping there, looking down. I'm like, um, I really hope you can't fly. You feel safe and secure and smug for maybe oh, 0.7 seconds. And then whatever normal farmyard chickens can do, these abyssal chickens mm. can fly. Oh, okay. They um, rage, launch themselves. They don't flap their wings. Yeah, they, they just, just fly. Um, <laughs> I mean, in the words of the immortal scholars, catch me if you can. I try <laughs> a dash. <laughs> what is going to follow is a, 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 basically an aerial chase as Oslam tries to get away from these chickens as they... I assume they're like in Legend of Zelda. These chickens are not going to stop. Nope. Um, um, you, again, you are plus one at looking for things. Yeah. That could be worse. I, you sprint around the farmyard for a considerable few minutes. How dexy are you? Um, I, to my dex, I have a plus two. Okay. How dexy do we think these chickens are? These chickens are really quite dexy. By the time you um, spot a doorway in the there is once you head down the farmyard over the fence past the bucolic cows all the while being chased by these screaming chickens there is a barn and the doorway to that barn looks hopefully magical um, however by the time you have spotted this you are bleeding from several cuts and scrapes and beak marks of a hundred very upset abyssal chickens <laughs> <laughs> limping in through the door just like oh. <sighs> okay alright um I I didn't fight them I could have fought them but I didn't um those who run away get to live to fight another day um Less, <laughs> a less jubilant punching of the air of getting through the door. Like, oh, right. As you get through the door and you shut it behind you, you hear the slam of a hundred beaks slamming into the door behind you, but they cannot make their way through. Um, uh, 
You, your cuts and bruises fade a little. The very nasty gash you have in like the webbing of your thumb and finger heals over. Um, and you feel this is less because the Fae has mercy and more because you're more fun if you aren't fainting from blood loss. Would you like to roll me another D100? <laughs> uh, uh, that is a 46. A 46? Oh, good. <laughs> you have slammed your way in through this door and, you know, leant against it, breathing heavily with exhausted middle fingers up at the hundred beaks stuck in the door behind you. So it takes you a moment to realise that you're not alone. In fact, you're very much not alone. You have somehow stumbled into a very cheerful tavern. There is a slightly ropey folk band on a platform in the corner playing jolly music. Um, There are very cheerful, happy patrons and a friendly-looking barkeep with a lot of ale flowing. Um, The nearest table to you, a table of dwarves, all sort of fell silent when you arrived in some confusion, but as you look up, their faces clear and they look overjoyed to see you go, ah, you're here, you made it, come sit. Um... Hello, well met, fellows. Uh, <laughs> sit, sit down on the. D- does, does do you have chairs? Because <laughs> <laughs> there are there are barstools. They are sitting on some where, barstools. Where have our chairs gone? Anyway, <laughs> sit down. Sit down on the stools. Um, um, well, well met. The. Um, Dwarf who welcomed you first, she shoves a tankard towards you and goes, You are just in time! Um, Hafrook here has just been claiming no one can beat the time they survived a shipwreck along the salt coast by taming a plesiosaur, but surely you can, you know, top that tale. What do you reckon? What have you done? Oh, um, well, no, no, nothing probably as exciting as a plesiosaur. Um, I. I have travelled the plains, uh, a terrible... Uh, to study magic at a school, we, we began travelling the multiverse when suddenly a creature known as a murder comet attacks the ship. I, relatively bravely, decided to try and take it on by myself, but as the ship was slowly destroyed, we were sucked into another world, a, a world of mechanical beings. One of my compatriots has died but has come back to life. We're being constantly pursued, um, fighting. Meanwhile, I have a a creature in my head which wants me to do violence, but I'm I'm trying to be brave and overcome it. Um, We know that a giant face in the sky wants us dead, but we and my, my compatriots, we will all fight back because it's the right thing to do. So no plesiosaurs, but, um, yeah. Has anyone actually seen the murder comet? It's just like a big face that screams. It's it's horrible. Don't don't go to the astral plane. That's that's my advice. Right. Yeah, no, it's not right. as exciting. Look, I'm, I'm 18. I, I've only been in this adventuring business for about four months, so I haven't... Uh, I fought some bandits once, but that's not as as exciting but um 
I don't actually know what plesiosaur is. I'm going to be completely honest. So what you're saying is you've gone to school, got lost, got attacked, and not actually done anything. And that's your most epic story. I mean, I, I pull my sword out, just sort of run the fire down my arm. I was like, that, that's, that's the most exciting. Yeah, I'm actually not that excited. I mean, when I was young, you know, I just wanted to be a doctor. I mean, my father was murdered in a maze, but that was when I was very little. I wasn't actually there for that. I'm not, I've never really claimed to be an exciting person, but then I got cursed. I got cursed, I died, and now I look like this, so. Um, the dwarves were all looking at you in sort of disgust mm. and dismissal, and then as you've kept talking, it's just sort of faded to deep sadness and pity, and this mood seems to infect the rest of the tavern. The beer seems to run out yeah. and there's just a sad dripping on the counter. The folk band were already not particularly in tune, but it slows and sort of shrieks shrieks down to more like a funeral march. Um, I this is not a happy pub now. Yeah, I'm going to go. Um, I reach into the pockets, pull out some coins. I'm like, that's for the drink. Um, I'm sorry. I have to say that a lot. I, I am sorry. Um, actually, tell you what, <laughs> pull out more coins. You're like, round, rounds on me. I'm going to, I'm going to go. <laughs> Dust off my arm. I get up and I, whew, okay. Oh, where? Um, where do you go, Islam? I'm going to go out the back door. What back door? That, oh, God. Uh, I'm going to the toilet. What? <laughs> uh, why is there not a toilet? <laughs> um, I look I look at the, the bartender. I'm like, how do I get out of here? The bartender just looks at you with, you know, one single tear rolling. <laughs> no. Down and just shakes their head slowly. <sighs> Talking is a reaction. Yes! <laughs> the Fae pops into view next to you. And she... Uh, is that impressed that she looks? She says, my, my, I've had many guests fail my challenges by being, you know, just pathetic. But this is the first one to fail through actual pathos. I have I have that kind of energy to me, really. I try I try and cover it with good humour, but I've been through a lot. Would you like to stay forever in this tavern full of people where you've made them cry and removed all of the joy from their lives? Or would you like to let me talk to Tom for a while and then you can move on? Is, is this one of those nightmares you were talking about? Because this seems... One of the saddest things you could... No, yeah, no. I think I could maybe find a way of popping that into your dreams when you're home. Yes, if you'd like. So, here you go. You went to school. You're not wearing clothes. Uh, your family dying. Also now, just a really depressing pub. No, fine, fine. Yes. You told um, people your life story, and it was so bad, you broke them. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> rubs his eyes a bit like 
tried not to cry himself. Yeah, no, you can talk to Tom or whoever. So, <laughs> sits down on a stool and just, as we're fading out, just like, oh, God. <laughs> we will leave Uslam soaking in his own misery. Hi, Tom. Hi, Rebecca. Are you having a lovely time? Oh, the delightful. <laughs> I like that it's gone like I had a nice high point at the end. It's just slowly sinking down. You bring this on yourself with the characters you make. Yeah. It's also because nearly every time I run this, I, we end up in the tavern. So I'm like, yeah, it's the dwarves. And I'm like, oh, no, I made the I dwarves I have only sad. been in the tavern once yeah. before. It's, it's a great place. I just love it. Just, I can never remember their names. <laughs> it's like this is Biffa Buffer and Dave. Biffa Buffer and Dave. Yeah. Um, how does Uslam fit on your poppet scale? And what is the poppet scale for people who may tragically have not realised this before? <laughs> so the poppet scale was uh, actually sort of was named by my my good host Rebecca here. That's um, true. I did come up. I'm yes. very pleased with this. Uh, I think I've told you this that my mother also calls me poppet. So no, you haven't. That's no, amazing. Yeah. So when she said it, I was like. Oh. <laughs> And when I said that, she's like, well, it makes sense, really. You are a poppet. And I was like, I am. That's why this is. Yeah, so it's, it's perfect. Um, so basically, the poppet scale is all my characters seem to have something, again, like we said, the pathos, something tragic about them, and which I would just seem to throw in at, the, you know, like all adventurers have like dead families, but. It's like, yeah, my family's dead, and they never really liked me that much. <laughs> you know? It's that, it's the sting yeah. in the tail. The metric for Tom's characters was that completely unthinkingly, they would do something that would make me go, oh, pop it. This think, is how yeah. it all began. <laughs> I think it's just like the things that get me is it, like my summation is I've always been that thing like going oh well the world's ending but now I will never see my wife <gasps> she's on the helicopter she's taking off and the helicopter crashed and I'm like well there goes all your hope <laughs> deal with that um Uslan Uslan's I was talking to Chris uh, like about like I was like well Uslan probably of all this little parties had like a decent childhood and you know everyone else seems to be in like some sort of religious thing or that and Chris just went you died you got a sword <laughs> for your chest and I was like yeah but that happened relatively recently and then I was like yeah also my father's dead so but uh but apart from that you know he's like it's great no he's probably he's probably He's probably on the higher end, really, because, you know, unwillingly transformed, having died, having his village run him out of town, and now dealing with people that he's not sure like him. <laughs> but, again, also sort of the uncontrollable sort of demonic anger he has, which he's now concerned isn't just because of the sword, where he's just like, this is just me. I'm just I'm just a cruel person. Um, I mean... Hopefully he's not going to do anything horrific in the next few episodes. But we'll do you see. think? Yeah, we might have a because up till now, Uslam seems very, very sweet. Is there a chance of a dark turn for Uslam? I mean, possibly. You know, so again, it's sort of like it's that weird thing of going. We're not eating a lot. You know, it's tired. The constant threat of the click clacks are going to come pouring in through the window and take us away. Um, also, I think Uslam's just like I know how to use a sword. Apart from Cleo, Cleo and Ursula are the only ones who are like, yeah, we could just hit things. <laughs> it's great. Other people fretting about spell slots or yeah. whatever this nonsense is. I have a hammer. I will hit people. Yeah. 
I'll just hit things with my sword and I can I can cast fire on people as a cantrip or blast them. That's a the great thing about being a warlock. <laughs> like, warlocks oh, are wonderful. It's yeah. Warlocks by default have quite a high charisma and Uslam does not come across as a high charisma character. How are you finding that? Uh, that's that's the thing, like Uslam Uslam tries to talk through things, but then it's sort of like just going, I think I don't know, it's that sort of thing of like going <laughs> like in other things where you're like, Charisma, it makes you attractive. And it's like he's just a, he's a small, red skinned little demon man. Um yeah, it's I think that's the problem where he just I think he gets frustrated. He's like, Yeah, let's try diplomacy and then just is like, oh for it would be easier if this just this thing wasn't a pro- I think again, like we said, like the universe we're now living in is like, okay, you killed something, and then it just gets up and it's like, hey now. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> You're very rude. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> it's it is the difficulty of just like <laughs> maybe 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 he needs to go through a little bit more stuff and he's like, and now I'm just very charismatic. Very <laughs> That's the problem. It's like I think if with the party, if Uslim sort of kid tried to come in like, hey guys, it's me, everyone's just like, what do you do? No. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Weird. It does feel like he's yeah. the glue holding us together at the moment. At the moment, but you know, you you heat up glue and it just <laughs> You can just apply a little bit of pressure and you'll <laughs> He just wants to be home. He just wants to be in his little village. Being Even though here. they all hate him now. Oh, if he can get it fixed and he can turn back into what he was before and then just come back and be like, hey guys, I got replaced. <laughs> just ignore the fact that you absolutely rejected me for something completely beyond my control because I'm yeah. back now. I just, I just want to go be with my books. <laughs> just, yeah, poppity. See, what I'm saying, it's, it's high, it's high, you know, so like... It is really high. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> and I guess the joys of such a long-form campaign is there is time to see if Uslam does turn into an absolute evil, scary person or gets a whole shed load of charisma or something else. What I'd like is, like, like art of, like, us on our first day, you know, like, at, at school, and then we flash for, like, 40 episodes... And we're missing eyes, you know. Some of us, some of us have died again, you know. I think it's already established that Vuk will have lost his trunk by this point. Yes, yeah. Um, Vuk, bless him, is just very. Oh, it's just. Again, like, because things are happening when we haven't. We need, like, a psychiatrist or something. We need someone just to sit us down and go. Are you talking are about you the party or the players? Because I can see either. <laughs> Both, really. Uh, no, it's been it's been great, and because I think we're all again that wonderful thing of like the characters we're playing, where we're like we don't all just we don't we all sort of like butt heads, and that's a weird thing of like I think we're all clinging to each other as we sink, and then just like, <laughs> <laughs> but also like we said, right? It's like Muslim was like would quite like to know what Cleo was like before, but Cleo's just like. No, everything's fine. I had a great family. And it's like, oh, okay. I have to keep asking. <laughs> we were talking about this, like, saying, like, it's like a video RPG. It's like, you have to ask the right questions. If you come out and just be too direct, Cleo's like, yeah, everything's fine. And the conversation just... <laughs> it's just, so much fun. I just try and give you gifts. I'm like, do you want this egg? And you're like, why would I want an egg? Minus four. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you have selected the wrong option. Yeah. This conversation is over. <laughs> And you're missing a hand. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just, 
just pull a hand on like, oh. As I said, like, when we flash forward to episode 40, it's like, oh, did you lose it, like, to a, a great beast? Like, no, Cleo just was like, you're rude. Just <laughs> mind that. <laughs> and she ate it. See, cannibalism, we haven't got there yet, but... There's time. Mm. Other than cannibalism and level 40 missing mm. limbs, are there things you're particularly excited about exploring in such a, well, yes, long-form campaign with no set endpoint? Yeah, um, you know, it's it's great, but it's also really weird. Just sort of like, uh, I think, was it episode four, which was just like a conversation episode, which was just three hours of us just like, we're just going to get to know this place and all these NPCs and this sort of like... Again, that's sort of like weird thing that, like, like I said, like backstories that we haven't actually, we need like a campfire episode where we just sit down and we're going, so, <laughs> what was your home like? <laughs> no, re- no, re- no, really. <laughs> no, really. But that's the weird thing that like, everyone's weirdly sort of cagey about things. <laughs> like everyone's like, it's great. Even like Islam's just like, yeah, it was great until... Everything went completely horrible. Um, uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't. Again, I think he's got enough self-awareness to get maybe things aren't good. I think, yeah, poor Islam just spends a lot of time in his own head just going, am I doing this because I'm me or I'm doing this because there's other things or just like, but I'm excited. I'm excited to sort of like, I think the wonderful thing is like, with other like D D things, you'd be like, oh, you've got a vet. You know where Waterdeep is. You know what Neverwinter's like. No idea what's out there. Yeah, got, yeah, which is really exciting. And like, and I think the wonderful thing is like for us as a party, we will meet something and just go. We do not know if this is normal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like we're we're on a we're on a, a planet. It seems of like mechanical beings. And we're like, I assume this is just what the world's like here. Yeah. It's just full of crushed things. And um, maybe everyone stays in a bunker and sends out click clacks to do their bidding for them. Maybe this is normal. Maybe this is, yeah. I mean, I'm also very excited to see what happens when other people come in, you know, other players come into this world. Yes. And like, are they are they locals? Have they also come from just like where we turn up? And it'd be great, like, if it's happening in like, I don't know, episode 12, we're like, oh, well, we really know what's going on here. Like, you've been here a week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, oh, we're old hands. Yeah. We've been doing this forever. A week. A week? Yeah. A week. A week. Uh, uh, of course, we, 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 we got in an argument with Severed, you know, Severed of the Many Hands, like, absolutely no idea who that is so like oh small big fish small pond okay yeah no um yeah no i just it's 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 wonderful just to be able to go and go no idea what like it's just like if we're doing like four episodes you're like okay it all needs to wrap up on this episode no idea we could just keep chris yeah. is like you could just go anywhere we could i think that was like really exciting like in was it episode two we had that wonderful branching moment of like yes the choice yeah that's a completely different campaign where we were just like yeah cool cool we'll we'll come work with the click clacks you know um and it's nice it's nice to go yeah what you're doing has repercussions it's not just like okay we'll brush over that because we need to keep going it's like no (laughs) also just Oh, I'm really concerned what's going to happen when someone else dies. <laughs> we're just going to, who's it going to be? How are we going to deal with that as we slowly start? It's yes. Not, yeah. I don't like the idea that we don't need to worry about death because you can come back as a reborn. Yeah. I want resurrecting, revivifying. Thank you very much. I don't yeah. want my trunk uh, falling off. No, and just like, oh, 
And Portis looked like, again, like this demonic creature is just going to get more like skeletal and horrible and like, oh, this is going to be very hard to go back to my village and tell them I got replaced. How long until Vuk gets revivified and then how many diamonds do you think are lying around? Well, that's, I look forward to that quest where we're like, we just need to find, uh, that's the thing, can Cleo help find, you know? I mean, I probably... I have, theoretically, I have some diamonds, but I, that was flavour for character and I don't know. Though Chris is a very cool DM, so yeah. may very possibly be like, yeah, sure, it's diamond. Uh, but it's also one of your family members. So that's, that's sort of the, the, I think, again, this is the wonderful thing about like, because we're all sort of so unpredictable we play and just like going, what would we have to do to say to Cleo? I think that's fascinating. I feel like to play that, like, would Cleo sacrifice, you know, go, well, it's, it's you know, it's great uncle Bulgaria, you know, <laughs> you know, from the Wombles. Yeah, I'm related to the Wombles. Uh, just... This is her deep, dark secret. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's actually quite Does sweet. Like, yeah, you just, like, I've always been a Womble. <laughs> you know, just puts on a massive red hat and you're like, oh. Remember yeah. you're a Womble, she whispers to herself as she goes <laughs> out to war. But you do so much collecting of litter as well. It's very, which is probably on this like trash planet. You're like, oh, oh, so much, so much to collect. Chris, he knows too much. He must be stopped. (laughs) (laughs) You've got the Womble subplot. (laughs) You're like, all my characters are Womble. That's what I mean. Ava's been a womble. We're like, how? You're like, look, there's a lot of. You think, oh, oh, I do a lot of planning. I've got boards. No, this is this is deep. This is yeah. Less oh. of a board with red string yeah. and more just an incredibly tangled slinky. Yeah. How about you? What are you, what are you excited for? Oh, I'm really similar. I think okay. really enjoying the freedom to play a character at a slower pace than usual. Mm. With a one-shot or a four-parter, there's a very definite... I won't build in anything too multi-layered and complex because it just won't come out or take too much time away from the plot. And with a 12-parter, which I think has been my favourite length so far, there's still that slight, like, right, I need to start letting a secret slip by episode four, Mm. need to have a deep campfire conversation by episode seven, Mm. and it needs to have come home to roost by episode ten. Like, you have that. Mm. Whereas this time it's like, meh, I've got a backstory. It will happen at Mm. some point. Or not. And it's really nice to get to explore who a character actually is without going, but she has to say this at this point. Yeah. Just see what she says in any given situation and go from there. As I said, I think we need a travel episode. We need to go on like an airship or something and just be sitting around going, so... So your own mother tried to kill you? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because you have wings now. Yeah. Actually, I think... uh, I don't... Ustam's mother is... Yeah, no, she had to kind of, like, protect him because when it happened, everyone started freaking out and she... Again, like, I won't really hear. We haven't said what Uslam was before he got transformed, but, um, yeah, no, she uh, she basically barricaded the door and then was like, yo... And again, we'll get into one of my other uncles who was like, I- I- I've got a lot of money. Just <laughs> just go. Go fix it. Go, yeah. Um yeah, I started making like a little family tree and I think I've got like four uncles, you know, because I was just like, everyone needs to fit in a different way. Where it's just like, it's like things might have been easier if I had a couple of aunts. But no. 
maternal uncles because if they were paternal uncles would they have inherited the curse well again and now that's that's why it gets interesting everyone else is off the table but then my the uncle who paid is a half uncle mm-hmm. so technically should have should have and then there was some more stuff like why did that not happen and he was just like it's a good question <laughs> and, it, and just stared at him and he's like oh, okay uh, yeah um of course, that, that was also the sort of the thing, because at one point, I can't remember if we've done it yet, but Ostom's like, I'm worried that the sword's going to go to my, my sister. But that's the thing, that the mother remarried, so technically doesn't have any of the blood from the oh, family. Okay. But it's just, Ostom's just concerned and just like... So like, if you just died, the curse would go? Good question. And also, because like the stuff that's been happening with the sword where it's like there's a new version which doesn't seem to have the curse in it Ostom's concerned that that's that the, the, the spirit just got flung somewhere else and just sort of turned up and like went to my third cousin or something it was like right <laughs> let me inside you and like oh. ever get home in like five years time I guess we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> I just because Again, talking to Chris about it, it's like, yeah, it's like a bad ex that if I ever get back, this just demonic creature's like, where the hell have you been? You think you can just leave me? No one leaves me. I didn't give you permission to yeah. come, dear. <laughs> That's upsetting. What's the word? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> all, no. all this, you're welcome. I'm like, <laughs> again, like one eye, just half, like my hand got ripped off by Cleo and just like, I don't need you. It's like, you always need me, you're weak. Then the little bug's like, hey. Um, well, this is very distressing. Shall we roll a dice? And I can ask you an actual dice question. Yes. Which yeah. I think I was meant to have done about 20 minutes ago. But- See, this is what happens. Perfect timekeeper, the waffler, just the sort of... Oh, but I rolled a 27, mm. which is... I've never asked this question mm. before, but I cannot wait to hear what you say. If you had to suddenly give a 20-minute presentation on something that wasn't related to D&D or your job, what would you pick? Oh, good, good, good. Um, I mean, I think I talked to Chris with this one, but this is the first thing, because, like, the stuff... Cause, my my job um, is everything. So everything, yeah. So like, uh, uh, I'm a writer and performer. I make my own stuff. Um, currently, I've got I've got the next show is about like the history of British circus. You know, okay. for like 250. So again, like telling stories of like. Oh, the problem is that so much of it is like, and then this person got seriously hurt, and then you're like, oh no. So um, so that's like an augmented reality show that I'm performing, and then we got the things coming out the table. But just so like, again, sort of like weird things that you go off on little paths where you're like, cool, let's talk about the Franklin Expedition, <laughs> which. Um, Interesting, like, because my dad's really into that as well, but he sort of, he just gave me a fact that, uh, so for those who don't know, it was the attempt to find the Northwest Passage to go to Asia up through uh, the North, and then they, they disappeared and they became a big thing. And then also they were like, no, it's the, the Ross expedition that went up to find them, and it was like, we talked to the locals, we think they're out here, and they might have started eating each other. And then people in Britain went, absolutely ridiculous. These are good English gentlemen, ruined Ross's career. He was right, they were eating each other. But an amazing fact is that the Franklin Expedition 
caught like arctic foxes put like little copper necklaces like little bracelets on them saying this is where our ship is and then let them go and going i assume someone's gonna find that and help <laughs> just just that was her logic did it work? No. Oh dear. And again, because that's the thing that, that they were, again, like, they disappeared. And then I said the Ross expedition found, and they're like, we think then, and then it's only like relatively recently that they were like, oh, we found the bodies. Um, yeah. So again, it's like, yeah, it's, see, it's it's the pathos, it's the tragedy, it's the, it's the, the horrificness of the Arctic expedition where you're just like, we start looking into, like, for example, I, I saw a show that Ed did where he played Shackleton, which is like the... Yeah, no, Ed, Ed was really good at Shackleton. Uh, with, and then because there's that infamous thing where his his men got trapped in the ice and he set off on like a 30-day voyage to, to go get help. But there's another side of it that there was another expedition that was supposedly going in front of Shackleton, like leaving supplies. He had left months later. He was never coming. They also got trapped in the ice started dying you know and eventually the rescue came to get them and Shackleton was on the ship and they just had that moment of going he was never coming everything we've done is completely in vain he was never on the expedition because he's here now he couldn't be you know and just again the the pathos of these poor men just going oh we have gone through such horrific things like again and that was the period when people were just like they were like have you got any experience of like expeditions? And they're like, no, but it seems like fun. And they're like, off you go then. And then, you know, 20 men starving to death, uh, like the Franklin expedition where they all got, they think that the cans were bad and they started getting metal poison because they're tea for it. See, this is the thing where I'm like, yeah, it's not technically where I'm just like, let me talk about sad, cold men. <laughs> Let's, let's talk about the, the Scott and, you know, poor Captain Oates, he went out on his birthday. You know, it's a, yeah, there's a there's a really good novel which is called The Birthday Boys, which is like the birthday of each of the expedition, and then the final section is Captain Oates on his birthday walking out into the ice because he will be a while. Um, yeah, I just I was looking up at just the sad look at your face. I was like, I don't know. Also, maybe I'll talk. I was about to say cars. I don't know about cars, but I like. I'm, I'm sure, like, because again, like the way I like to work is like finding little stories and like a holistic thing. It's like if you said cars, I would probably find some fascinating things about like the backstory and like oh, that actually. Um, You'd find something sad. That's yes. what you do. You'd find the really sad yeah. story of the asphyxiated babies. Yeah, or- so where they were like, oh, that's so... Or- Again, but then you can find like lovely things like uh, like rubber gloves were invented because the guy realised that his wife was having such bad reactions to washing up. And he was like, well, I don't want to hurt myself. I need to make something... And I obviously cannot do this. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> what are you talking about? A man scrubbing pots? No, no, no. I would love it to be where she's like, oh, actually, why can't you invent, like, some gloves or something? He's like, you're right. I should invent gloves. Good idea, me. And just walked out and he's like, well, maybe this isn't such quite a nice story. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And it's a lot better than yeah. sad, cold, cannibal men. Yeah. I tell you what, I'll, I'll, t- I'll do I'll do the history of the rubber glove for 20 minutes. Because, <laughs> again, you'll find all sorts of things. And like, and then I'll get distracted. And I was like, you know, Superglue got invented to do surgeries, to, like, see all the wounds get, things like that. And they're like, like interesting, interesting. Uh, and that's my TED Talk. <laughs> Beautiful, upsetting, yeah. slightly bizarre, very on brand. Yeah. Um I'm going to send you back 
to us having a breakdown and the set <laughs> that we can have yeah. one more dungeon and not yeah. end on a lot of frozen cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, such a, the worst one of the worst journeys in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How's I don't the breakdown? know. I don't know what that was. Why is he talking about cannibals? <laughs> well, it's sort of all his fault that you are the way you are, really. Oh, God! He's also not the voice in your head trying to ruin your life. There's, there's <laughs> several of us. Wisdom <laughs> nearly froze up. I'm <laughs> like, okay, okay, fine, fine, okay, okay. Um, once you've had your entire world shattered, I mean, what's one more revelation? Um, next, you're going to tell me I'm not real. You know. <laughs> Would you like to roll a d100? <laughs> hand wave, hand wave. <laughs> uh, that, that, I mean, that's a that's a ten. A ten. Yeah. Um. This is so on brand for Uslam. Um, you go through the door. That's so weird. I'm, like, I'm so sorry, everyone. There's a Tarask. Oh, I don't God. know what else to tell you. It's a Tarask. You're probably doomed. What would you like to do? Any last words? This is just sort of like... All right. Okay. Fine. I give up. <laughs> and just lets the fire so like <laughs> just the eyes and <laughs> just I mean I don't know how many blows Muslim gets in. He tries he tries to dart around. Uh, You're just, going to actually try and fight a Tarask at yeah. level two. Two, yeah. Okay. Um do you uh, swords, Eldritch Blast, Tears? Eldritch Blast and then once it's as it's eating me probably jamming the sword up nice. um, yeah I mean any particular tactics stratagems uh try not to get eaten move fast um try to stab it in the eye if it if it I'm going to die I might as well try and get its eye out you know that's something that maybe that will help someone in the future but <sighs> yeah there's some <laughs> This one's giving up, but is that sort of weird thing of like going? Well, if you can do a little bit of good for the next person, probably has never seen a Tarask, doesn't know what it is, doesn't know all the secrets to it. But um, yeah, uh, the room resets each time. Roll me a d one hundred. That is a oh, it's a twenty three. Interesting. I have rolled my own, and um, the you are in the Tarask's mouth. You are broken, bloody, mm. and wounded. And as the jaws close upon you, you are sure your death is upon you. And yet somehow you do get the strength to um, shove your blade upwards into the roof of its mouth, and it falls to the floor, dead. Scramble out of it, Mike. Um, what? <laughs> what is what? Delicately stepping her way over the Tarask's fallen form, the Fae comes towards you and hands you a handkerchief. <laughs> just wipe the school. Um, thank you. Um, I was going to die. 
Yes. I was ready to die. You just... The thing is, this last hour has been so mournful. I couldn't send you back to um, talk to Tom because that woman didn't want to talk to him anymore because he was full of sadness and pathos. And everything you've done here is just full of... You broke my tavern. Uh, apologies. Uh, I did nearly break your brass pot as well, so I think yes. we just break things. I just... I have a suspicion that things aren't going to get any better for you for quite some time, so I wanted to give you one fleeting <laughs> victory. A Pyrrhic victory that you did not yeah. in any way earn or deserve, yeah. but some moment That's... of relief. That's beautifully cruel of you. Um, hat, hats off, you know. Uh, I believe, as the kids say, game recognised game. Uh, I, I'll never, never to your level, but um, thank you, but also curse you with all due respect, the Faye. Um, that takes it a compliment. Thank you, as, as is intended. Um, yeah. I mean... <laughs> just looking at this dead Tarask, it's like... <sighs> Does this make you happy, doing this? Happy is a very simplistic emotion. Hmm. I prefer more nuanced ones. Does it satisfy you? Nothing is ever satisfying, but it is. it does bring me some glee. Glee. Good. Hmm. As long as... Well, you need something to keep you going. Um, this has been a very strange 55 and a bit minutes. It's been, Good. Yeah. I mean, have you... Again, apart from me breaking your tavern, have you got what you wanted? Did this, did this fulfil what you needed? It teaches me more things about mortals, which is my purpose for being. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm a good example of what mortals are like. They, uh, I think they have more hope I don't know of the ones I've met they've all been fairly hopeless <laughs> no that's 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 fair it's a, it's a harsh world and yeah. maybe it just shows you have extra wisdom and awareness that you've given up so young I don't think I'm going to make it to 19 no I don't either still the handstand option is always there if you don't want <laughs> The sword to get you. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, it would be an honour to be a hat stand here in your dungeon. Um, I could make a special chamber just for you. Just, just, what, just for me and my, my hat. <laughs> what, try and get the hat on the hat stand? That's, that could be. Or just listen to the hat stand tell his life story and leave without weeping. You get a prize. It's, it does sound like quite a challenge. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, when I inevitably, you know, lie broken at the bottom of a canyon and my wings ripped from my back, um, come find me. You'll, have to, you'll have to ask. <laughs> ever so, ever so politely. Um, you can leave me with the knowledge that I've made another contract. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you if you want if you want to replace the sword again, you know, you know where to find me. <laughs> contract is so. Crude and literal. I prefer promises and whispers and nightmares. <laughs> okay. Um, 
it would I realize this a lot, but it would be an honor to speak with you again. So yes, come. I'd rather I'd rather have <laughs> gestures. I'd rather have the hidden horrible tavern than the uh, the hope of well the, the the feel of my child in my arms being ripped away from me. But um Challenge accepted. Sort of bow slightly. <laughs> A terrible promise now made. Well, run along, well, not home, because you can't go home, but run no. along back to your sad little floating rock. Yeah. Well. The dreams. Yeah. See you, see you in my dreams. Oh, you will. And with that, a slum, I feel just sort of deteriorates into a slightly soggy puddle that then evaporates as a slum with no memory but a feeling an even slightly intensified feeling of lack of self-worth and hope arrives back with his party we flash back to the rock where slum's just like cleaning his armor and it's like I don't know what happened, but I think I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then just looks up at Clea, who is also covered in the silver cream. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Minus four. <laughs> oh, right. Thank you, Uslam and Tom. Um, Thank you for having me. I think it was very miserable, but in a wonderful way. Yeah. Um, and thank you, everyone, for joining us for Talking as a Free Action. You will find us here every Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. GMT. And on Mondays and Tuesdays, 6 to 9 p.m., we stream our D&D games where you can follow the adventures of people just like Uslam. Um, at the moment, I believe coming up is the second of Ali's very brilliant mm. campaign. And on a Tuesday, it will be more fracture, so you can see more of Uslan being a sad, sad boy. <laughs> There's also like a plot and an adventure, and Chris is doing an exceptional job of keeping us all alive, but it's mainly Uslan being a sad boy. I mean, none of us are happy, <laughs> you know, it's all quite sad, really. <laughs> it's really fun, you should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> All of this streams at twitch.tv forward slash RollTogetherRPG. VODs are available immediately after the stream to catch up, and you can find all of our content, content, content on YouTube a few days later, and you can also find us as a podcast. Huge thanks again to our D20 Club on Patreon. We love them. Um, if you'd like to support us, you can also join our D20 Club on Patreon um, for as little as one of your local currencies per month. Thank you also to all of our sponsors and supporters. Um, Tom, Muslim, mm. it was a sad, sad delight. Thank, Thank you me. ever so much. Always a pleasure. Stay classy at the table. No, don't. <laughs> Never. Ever. Stay, stay sad at the table. <laughs> <laughs>